This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, all right, listen, all right, listen, listen, okay, listen. All right, all right, listen, okay, okay, it's the Ruben Report, I'm Dave Ruben, Hello. <laughs> How are you? It's October 20th, 2022. I am Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Subscribe if you have not. And uh, that cold open there, that is AOC giving a little talk in her home district. And uh, the protesters continue to show up. They don't like her very much. They think she's one of the key pieces leading us to this bizarro war in Ukraine. They've had it with cutting off kids' genitals. They don't like her general disposition. And uh, she gave them exactly what they were. Her reign of terror is almost over. I'm telling you, she's got a chance to lose this election. She really does. We can get rid of these people. And what do I always tell you guys? The post-woke world, to get in it, it's not... We have to just map what it would look like to really be beyond all of these people and just say, turn the clock back 10 years ago and all feel good about America again and have some liberals, have some conservatives battle it out. But we're all like, okay, America's good. Let's roll. And then we'd be looking in the rear view mirror going, AOC you later. We don't want anything to do with you people. So today we're going to talk about uh, that wide tent conservatism or libertarianism, uh, the sort of stuff that I've been kind of pushing around here. And we're also going to talk about the, the last ditch effort by the Dems to hang on to power because all of the polls, every bit of sort of cultural norm right now is sort of trending towards the conservatives, the Republicans winning. Again, you know my feelings on the word conservative. I'm using it in a broad sense. Uh, but there's a lot of good momentum right now. We are going to dive into it using videotape. And before we get to any of that, uh, let me talk to you about Nugenics real quick. Uh, do you want more energy to counter the negative effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting ingredients like testafin. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total Tea boosts free testosterone that stops the aging process, or at least slows it down, you'll feel stronger, leaner, uh, with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will notice the difference while every product professes quality. Many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total Tea, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials, and Nugenics formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. You can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text Rubin to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape absolutely free. That's texting Rubin 231-231. Text Rubin 231-231. And now back to me. Okay, so with this sort of realignment that I've been talking about with 
the sane liberals waking up, realizing if you'd like to save liberalism, if you'd like to save Americanism, if you'd like to save anything with any semblance of the country that we once had that we are on the precipice of giving away, uh, you may have to vote for Republicans this time around. It's something I've obviously been pushing for quite some time, uh, but now there seems to be a bigger trend in the country towards that. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who of course was a Democrat congresswoman from Hawaii, ran for president, got called a Russian operative by Hillary Clinton, the whole machine tried to destroy, destroy her. Finally, she left the Democrat party, as you guys know, about a week ago. Uh, she has not said she is a Republican, nor do I think that that is a key part of this, but she has said she left the Democrat party. That is the signal for now. And now she's out there campaigning with Republicans. So it doesn't really matter if she just puts the R right next to her name. The proof is in the pudding, or at least with who you're sitting next to on stage. And she did an event in Arizona uh, with Carrie Lake, who of course is running for governor. Take a look. I, I'm a true believer that if MLK, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. were alive today, if JFK were alive today, if our founding fathers were alive today, they would be America first Republicans. I really believe that. Okay, so that was obviously Carrie speaking there. The fact that Tulsi was even on stage with her, that Tulsi has said, hey, not only am I leaving the Democrat party, but I'm going to be on, sta on stage campaigning with someone that is thought as a far right, Trump supporting, blah, blah, blah. Now, I wanna get to the content, really, of what Carrie Lake just said right there. What would, say, MLK and JFK, uh, what party would they affiliate with today? Would they affiliate with the endless state that wants to get us to war, the endless state that wants to tax you to the bejesus, the endless uh, political party that uh, wants your boys to be girls and to usher in racism and all of those things? I suspect not. Now, it might be a bit, she might be taking a little bit of poetic license to say that MLK would be an America first Republican, but I certainly think it's very fair to say that JFK absolutely and MLK to some degree, would be leaning towards conservatism or republicanism at this point. Uh, you may have seen a little bit of this speech from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from about 40, 50 years ago, and uh, you tell me, does it sound more like something a modern Democrat would say or a Republican? I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Yeah. I have a dream. My poor little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. in every city. We will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty. 
You know what's beautiful about that? And we don't hear too much of it. There, there's an unabashed love of America there that sits underneath everything he's saying. He's saying we can get to this place that is the promise of America. Martin Luther King, for his frustrations with America, for his, for his desire to see the civil rights movement make sure and ensure that everyone, regardless of the color of their skin or religion, et cetera, would be treated equally. It wasn't because he hated America that he was fighting for that. It was because he loved America. It was aspirational, right? He wanted America to be the promise of America. He wanted America to live up to its own founding, to the Declaration of Independence, to the Constitution, and all of those things. He did not reject all of those things, which is what modern Democrats basically do, right? The 1619 Project, and we're an evil patriarchy, and all of the stuff. Also, he was, so now if you're, if, let's go back to my initial question before uh, we played the video. So which party would he more align with? Those ideas, which party would they more align with? Well, he's talking about all men being created equal. Okay, well, that would be in stark contrast uh, to what the Democrats of today want, which is this idea of equity where the system is going to rejigger things to make people, to make everyone equal. Remember at the end, right? Not where we're starting, but at the end, everyone will be equal. We've played many videos of Kamala Harris saying that over and over and over. Of course, the, the famous line that he did not want his children to be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, that is completely the antithesis of identity politics. And identity politics is the driving force of today's Democrat party. It simply is. They, it would be very hard for a Democrat to get up there and say, hey, we shouldn't be thinking about color, people. We should just get over the color thing and we're just gonna get out there and you need a little luck and work hard and some of it's on you. That's not a Democrat message, is it? Uh, and, and then at the end, that we're all God's children. Hey, that's in essence, you're here. If you're legally here, doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile, black or white, blah, blah, blah. If you're here and you're a decent citizen, you are one of God's children, you, are, you get every opportunity to partake in this wonderful experiment of freedom. So I leave it up to you to make the decision on that one. I think what uh, you can probably glean what I think about it, but it's whether you'd say he's an America first Republican or JFK, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, right? That it's on you. It's not that the government should just give you. That, is, he, that was a Democrat message when he said it back in the 60s. Not really a Democrat message for today. Actually, it's the 180 reverse of it today. But let's contrast that message Carrie Lake's comments, okay, these guys would be, Demo would be Republicans. What are the Democrats now? Then we play the, the MLK stuff. Kind of sounds like, oh, freedom, America's good. These are the basic ideas that most of us are on board. Uh, and then you have the radicalism of today's Democrat party. So I've talked a bunch about Stacey Abrams over the last couple of days. Uh, she was in an episode of Star Trek. She also lost a uh, Georgia gubernatorial race a couple years ago, then contested the election. She repeatedly said uh, that the election was not legit and they stole it from her and blah, blah, blah. Well, now she's continuing down that dark path, although she really upped it yesterday. This one might've, this one really, I saw this video and I was like, even for these bananas crazy Democrats, this one's a bit much. Uh, she thinks that abortions, if you have more abortions, that'll help inflation. You're running for governor of Georgia. Uh, I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, 
food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. Woo-wee! Lordy, lordy, I'll do it in a Georgian accent. My God, that woman is crazy. Imagine. I mean, the gall of everything she said right there. In essence, she's saying, don't have kids because you got to spend a little cash on your kids. That is so vile and disgusting. And again, as someone that has a nine-week-old and a 12-day-old or so downstairs, like the idea that I would ever look at them and be like, oh, thanks to you, I can't have that Wagyu tonight. Like, what? What? And that, that the answer then would be, ah, I'm pregnant, I do kind of want some stuff. You know what I mean? I really want to get to Target and get some stuff. You know, they've got all that. Uh, what, do you, what are people buying at Target these days? I, got, I like Chip and Joanna. They have the, all their little candles. I want some of those Chip and Joanna candles. I got to abort this kid. It is so vile. It is so backwards. When Martin Luther King Jr. talks about all of God's children, where is that spirit? within that woman. My God, it's insane. And by the way, the administration even knows it's insane because no, noted uh, black lesbian press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, was asked about it and well, take a look. One more that folds in the president's top domestic priorities. In Georgia, the president's endorsed candidate for governor, Stacey Abrams, is suggesting that one, may, one way to mitigate the effects of inflation is to get an abortion. Does President Biden agree? I did not see her comments on this, so I don't know the context of this. Again, I want to be careful because this is a political debate, uh, and it, it's related to a midterm, an election. Uh, so I, this is, I'm not going to comment on that. And she doesn't know. She doesn't have a TV. The girl's never been on Twitter. Does she have a phone? She has no idea what's happening. And how could she possibly comment on something that's happening in the world of politics? She can't get into that. It's not like she's the press secretary for the White House. I mean, what do you want her to do? I mean, she's working very hard over there. You think those curls just show up naturally? That's, Daphne, how long would it take a woman to just get curls like that? A couple hours. So she doesn't have time with the curls to... You see what I'm saying, people? You see what I'm saying? But her, her rhetoric, I mean, that, that thing about the abortions, and it's, it's because women are forced. Also, no one's forcing you to have children. Most people engage in sexual activity voluntarily, and uh, both parties should be uh, responsible and make sure they're doing what they gotta do. Uh, of course, that excludes rape, but she's obviously not talking about people who get raped having abortions, right? Like, it's, you're, I just want some more stuff, and let me, this kid is a financial drain on me. Uh, but they are completely out of touch, and I suspect they really know they're about to get shellacked, so they better start making up some excuses now. So here is Stacey Abrams yesterday, and of course the early voting's happening already in Georgia, and she's laying the groundwork, laying the groundwork to contest the results of the election. We are here today because we are about to make history. In 20 days, we are changing Georgia. Let's get it done. Thank you all so much for being here. Yesterday was amazing. And I'm not talking about the debate. That was good too. But yesterday, we saw record turnout for early voting. 
Yes, we should be excited. But let's remember what that means. It does not mean that voter suppression doesn't exist. That's like saying that there are no more sharks in the water because more people get in. We know that voter suppression is alive and well in Georgia, but we're stronger, we're faster, and we're better than it, and we are going to bring it, and we're going to win this election. Meaningless drivel. That's what you've got. Uh, that's all she's got, meaningless drivel. So she's telling you right now there is record turnout, record early voting turnout. Uh, yeah, that would imply, lady, that there isn't voter suppression. Now note, and we watch the full video, she never points out who's being suppressed. It's a little odd. You would think that CNN or MSNBC or somebody would be in Georgia right now and they'd be interviewing people who are being turned away from the polling stations or elderly people who can't get there to vote or people who are trying to put their mail-in ballots together and get a nasty paper cut and bleed out and then the envelope is soaked in their own blood and it never makes it to the thing. You see what I'm saying? It's all nonsense, but what she's saying is there's record people are voting, but she just wants you to know if I don't get what I want at the end, obviously some shenanigans, uh, CNN, even covered the uh, restrictive voting law that uh, is going on in Georgia that no one can figure out uh, while telling us that they're getting record turnout. It is the first major election in Georgia under a restrictive new voting law, but that's not stopping record numbers of people from casting their ballots early. I can see how people have brain damage if you watch CNN too long, right? Like if you watch MSNBC, you're just completely insane. And that's why I always call it the televised mental institution. But do you get what they're doing on CNN? On one hand, they're telling you there's record turnout. All sorts of people showing up and voting. Nobody's being turned away. But now the restrictive voting laws. I think it includes something like having an ID, saying who you are, that sort of thing. Endless, drivelous nonsense. But that's corporate media running cover for the Democrats. So if the result isn't what they want, we'll roll into four years of, oh, you are allowed to question the results of the elections because we got Republicans in charge and they obviously are the bad guys. So we better question results, of course. Uh, here's a tweet from Molly Hemingway, uh, who I met a couple weeks ago at an event in Florida. Uh, she was talking about what's going on here in Florida. And she wrote, interesting answers from both Democrat Demings doesn't say whether, oh, sorry, interesting answers from both. Democrat Demings, Val Demings, who's running here in Florida for Senate against Marco Rubio. Democrat Demings doesn't say whether she will accept election results. Republican Rubio says he will accept election results because of Florida's great election laws. So even think about this, here in Florida, there is nobody, I have not heard, and I'm, I'm out there, okay? I'm out there in Florida. I have not heard anyone saying, we are having any issues with voting. Uh, we have an extremely secure system. DeSantis has, has done everything possible to make sure that all of the people in Southwest Florida will be able to vote despite uh, all the wreckage that they're still trying to fix up from the hurricane. Like there's no, there is no, uh, feeling of, oh, there's shenanigans going on here in Florida. So Rubio is coming out, coming out right now and saying, hey, we're good to go. If, if I lose, I lose. If I win, I win. We are good to go because I trust the system. Demings, who is not going to win, by the way, but she can now, they can just seed the craziness with the Democrats. Well, I don't know. She has no evidence, no reason to think there's, someone send me something. Someone, if someone can find some story somewhere about how Florida is hiding votes and is stopping black people from voting and all of the stuff. Please, I'll gladly cover it tomorrow. Would you do that for me? 
Uh, here's a tweet from uh, Jen Psaki. And of course, you remember Jen Psaki. She was the chief liar at the White House, White House press secretary. Uh, and she tweeted this out. She's now an MSNBC correspondent because when you lie for a living in the government, the next thing you do is get a cushy, high-paying job at a corporate news outlet. She wrote, holy moly, Siena New York Times poll more than a third of independent voters and smaller but noteworthy contingent of Democrats said they were open to supporting candidates who reject the legitimacy of the 2020 election as they focus on economic issues. Well, that's, my God, she must be freaking out. Why would people, how bizarre that people might support candidates who have talked about stolen elections before. Well, Glenn Greenwald, who is a lefty, uh, I, you know, he's, I would say he's shifting a little bit. Maybe he's a little bit, say, where I was a couple years ago, but certainly a lefty. No one is thinking this guy's a Republican, right? Uh, he had a thread about some of the things that Democrats have said, because Saki's freaking out. Oh my God, how could people vote for people who would contest elections? He had a great thread on people that support people who contest elections. Uh, here's a tweet from Corinne Jean-Pierre back in, uh, you're not going to believe this, 2016. Uh, stolen emails, stolen drone, stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump. Yeah, stolen election. She said it there herself. You see it? Stolen election. She now works for the White House. I think we've, uh, we've got some more, right? Uh, he continued in this thread. Since I've been writing about politics, Democrats have been denying election outcomes. It was basically universal among liberals that Bush Cheney stole the 2000 election. Many believed it about 2004, Ohio and Rove. Two thirds of Dems believed Russian hackers converted Hillary voters to Trump. Yeah, that's true. It continues. One of the most admired Democrats in the country, you guys know this one, Stacey Abrams refuses to concede her 2018 loss in the Georgia gubernatorial race, insisting that she is the real winner and that Republicans cheated to win. The media ignores this whole story when using election deniers. That really, of course, is the point. You guys also know that Hillary Clinton tweeted out uh, during Donald Trump's presidency, that he was an illegitimate president, and by golly, we've even got video. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. <laughs> like in retrospect, now listening to that, and, and that so many people bought into it, he knows he's illegitimate. There were a bunch of reasons. I don't have to get into the reasons, but there was a whole freaking bunch of them. You know, there was, there was a lot of them. What, what, what are we doing here? There was a lot of those reasons, you know? Uh, all right, so what's their last ditch effort? Well, they're realizing that nobody trusts them on this war in Ukraine. Everyone's had it with the woke. People aren't that thrilled about the economy and gas prices. So suddenly, the elderly man pretending to be President Joseph R. Biden, he's releasing our strategic petroleum reserve. Now, our strategic petroleum reserve has the word reserve in it. And that means that it is reserved for emergencies. Like if all hell broke loose or there suddenly was World War III or we had massive pipes burst or a nuclear accident or a whole he series of crazy things happen, then we have our reserves. So you don't wanna really be tapping into these things for no reason, uh, but that's what we are doing right now. Uh, here is video of televised mental institution MSNBC host Chris Hayes saying uh, why gas prices are so high and you're not going to believe it. It has nothing to do with the Democrats. 
Oil companies, OPEC, Saudi's not exactly eager to make sure prices are low before an election where Democratic candidates are vulnerable. It's also why Saudi Arabia might want to suddenly announce a cut in oil production right before the midterms. Of course, Democrats can't just throw their hands up and say, oh, well, because the future of American democracy is in, as we report night in, night out on this program, real peril, existential peril. People have complicated and busy lives, and they've got things they're thinking about when they go to the polls, like the cost of living, inflation, and yes, gas prices, the one price in America that is posted on every street corner, those digits, they are going to be front of mind for voters. And so we find ourselves in a situation where keeping gas prices low is key to preserving and strengthening the future of our democracy. And so here we are. Hence Biden releasing oil from the reserves today. And all of this speaks to what the future of our elections will look like. Alternative universe, man. If you're watching that show, you are in an alternative universe from the one that I exist in. Uh, yes, it has nothing to do with the fact that everyone from this administration has been talking about the Green New Deal and destroying fossil fuels, ending fossil fuels, as Joe Biden has said on more than one occasion. It has nothing to do with not unleashing American energy. We've got plenty of oil. Of course we do. They don't want to go to it because they want, as Gay Pete said, they want you to get an electric car, you schmuck. What are you doing with your regular gas guzzler? What do you mean you can't afford a $70,000 Tesla? Get moving out there. Do you even work? What are you doing, people? Um, it's, of course, complete nonsense that all of our problems, this is what they do with everything. All of our oil problems and our gas problems and our energy problems, though, that's on Saudi Arabia and that's on OPEC, right? Uh, when we have other problems related to all of this and energy, who is it? It wasn't that it has anything to do with that. That was Russia and Putin's price hike. It is no, sure, I'm in charge. I'm Joe Biden. I'm supposed to be the leader of the country, but it's nothing to do with what I'm doing. Come on, guys. I'm eating ice cream. I'm out there doing everything I can. Uh, here's a very odd response that Joe Biden gave when he was asked uh, whether releasing the, these reserves was a good idea. What is your response to Republicans who say you are only doing this SPR release because, to help Democrats in the midterms? Where have they been the last four months? That's my response. I think he genuinely means that. Where have they been? Because he doesn't know where he is. So I'll grant him that. Uh, virtually every Republican has been screaming from the top of their lungs about releasing American energy and going for our own stuff, right? That's what every Republican has been talking about. Let's be energy independent. While the Democrats have been the ones saying, no, we must have to end fossil fuels. It's just ridiculous. So the fact that now Biden sees the numbers or whoever's in charge of Biden, they see the numbers, they see the bloodbath on the way. So what are they doing two weeks before the election? We're diving into the reserves so we can artificially depress the cost. So a few people will be like, that Joe Biden is doing good. Gas went from $6 a gallon to four fifty. Here's video of Corinne Jean-Pierre being asked about these uh, reserves. And uh, yeah, she's not very good at her job. Uh, the president just said that the oil releases from the strategic reserve were not political. But we've seen on a daily basis that the administration is making these announcements on abortion, gas prices, EVs, student debt, and an array of other programs such as infrastructure. What's the goal of these announcements, given that they're happening so close to midterms? 
Look, and the president was asked specifically that that question on, on the gas prices in our announcement today, and he was very clear. He said, if you've watched him these last several months, these last four months, I believe that what, is what he said, he's been working every day to lower gas prices uh, for the American people, especially after we saw uh, Putin's uh, brutal war in Ukraine, which led to Putin's price price hike, as we have seen in the last several several months. Guys, it's Putin's price hike. It's OPEC. It's Saudi Arabia. So we have to empty our reserves. And Joe Biden's been working every day. You have no idea how hard this guy is working. Uh, some of you may remember the president before Joe Biden. His name was Donald Trump. The media didn't like him very much, but we had a booming economy and uh, our energy prices were down. And he was actually refilling our strategic petroleum reserves, even though they were already full because he wanted to make sure we'd have way more than we need. Do you remember this? Based on the price of oil, I've also instructed the Secretary of Energy to purchase, at a very good price, large quantities of crude oil for storage in the U.S. strategic reserve. We're going to fill it right up to the top, saving the American taxpayer billions and billions of dollars, helping our oil industry and making us even further toward that wonderful goal which we've achieved, which nobody thought was possible, of energy independence. It puts us in a position that's very strong and we're buying it at the right price. Bizarro land, right? Getting energy at the right price price, energy independence, not trying to destroy fossil fuels, et cetera, et cetera. So we had competency. Now we have this thing. So again, because people are not stupid, I know the Democrats and the machine want, want everybody to be stupid and eating bugs and fat and not being able to take care of themselves and just begging for handouts. But most people are not stupid. And that is why the polls are bearing what they're bearing right now, because people are realizing enough with this, enough with this. It, again, it does not mean that the Republicans are great, but they're a hell of a lot better than the Democrats. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. So what will the Republicans do uh, if they take over. Well, Kevin McCarthy, who I've had on the show, who's the uh, con congressional minority leader right now, he stands to become the, the new Nancy Pelosi, right? He would be the majority leader if the Republicans take the House. Uh, he was on CNBC uh, talking about what he would do on the very first day. They always say they're going to do a lot on the first day. I'm starting to think they don't mean it all on that day, but let's grant him that videotape. So Republicans uh, have called it January 6th, um Commission, uh, you know, I, people say bipartisan with two Republicans. You quickly would discount that. Um, if you, if Republicans take over, is there, there going to be the same kind of thing for Hunter Biden? I mean, will, will you, do Americans want that to be looked into to the same, just, you could say it's the same thing as January 6th to what Republicans say, couldn't you? Well, I'll tell you this, we won't play politics in this process. We will follow the law and we'll follow the information wherever it takes us. But first and foremost, we're going to focus on the economy. 
We're going to make sure right. that America's economy is strong. We're going to tackle inflation. We're going to make us energy independent. We're concerned about the security and safety of America. We're going to secure our border. We're going to stop defunding the police and fund them. We're going to give a rating scale to every single prosecutor to make sure they're upholding the law. Right. We're going to pass a parent's bill of rights so the parents have a say in their kids' education. And yes, we're going to hold America accountable, but on that very first day, we're going to repeal 87,000 IRS agents. Government should be here to help you, not go after you. Okay, so everything he said there is the right stuff. Now, I don't know that they'll do it all on day one. I don't know if they'll do it all, all on day 80 or day 120, and, and they will most likely not be as good as we all want them to be. That's part of how this whole thing works. But if they're basically for funding the police, if they're basically for cutting taxes, if they're basically for tackling inflation, which would be related to taxes, if they're basically for helping the economy, energy independence, like if they're basically heading in that direction. Uh, oh, and then that thing that he said right there at the end that uh, how about we get rid of those 87,000 new IRS agents. Remember that happened in August when I was off the grid. They hired 87,000 new IRS agents to go after basically everyday people and a certain amount of them will be armed. Like that was what the government decided to spend money. I mean, the government spends money on everything. They spend your money on everything. But the gall of these people in the midst of everything that's going on here say also we need 87,000 more bureaucrats to figure out how to pilfer and steal more money from the citizens. That's the grift. That's what we need. We just need more cash. It just never ends. So I think, hopefully, if McCarthy becomes the majority leader, that he will, he will live up to what he just laid out there. And if they do some of that stuff, you don't have to do all of it, right? We, we never get what we all want. But if you marginally, if you can fix things on the margins, that may be all we need right now, right? We, we get the squad out of the way. We neuter President Biden. We basically have a country of law and order and decency and some sane direction. That would be pretty, pretty good. But it ain't gonna be easy. And you know why it ain't gonna be easy? Because we still have all of these organizations, much like the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, which has lied to us about virtually everything over the last couple of years, and you are not gonna believe this one. Uh, here's a tweet from Dr. Chris Martinson, uh, breaking the CDC panel voted 15 to zero, this is yesterday, guys, to add the COVID vaccinations to the Vaccines for Children program. Tomorrow, they vote to move the childhood schedule. I will never forgive these people or their institutions. Uh, the video was posted, the Zoom video of the 15 doctors all voting yes on this uh, to in effect recommend that all children, toddlers, children uh, get the COVID vaccine. No, no, new father here. No, 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 no. You will not be injecting my kids with your toxic evil shit. How about that? Uh, you ain't gonna do it. Uh, these companies, of course, have incredible, Im they have immunity. Uh, the vaccine doesn't give you immunity, but the companies have immunity uh, when it comes to you suing them for side effects and not uh, you know, going through with what they promised and all that. Uh, we'll jump back to Carrie Lake, who we started with a little while ago. Carrie Lake, again, running for governor in Arizona. Uh, she saw this bit of information and tweeted this out. Arizona, when I am governor, the COVID vax will never be mandatory for children in Arizona, you have my word. I actually believe her. Isn't it nice to say, hey, there's a politician who I kind of believe. I kind of believe her. She will not force that stuff, that experimental stuff that does not stop COVID, that does not 
stop the transmission of COVID, you getting COVID, every which way you can figure it out. Uh, she's not going to force kids to have it. And those people, I have no doubt that those 15 people who all voted for it, you know, they love diversity, but the one thing they hate is diversity of thought. There wasn't one person on that panel who was like, um, guys, I don't want to be a dick about this, but uh, after two years of the COVID vaccines basically not working and Fauci getting COVID several times after he's been boosted and the CEO of Pfizer getting it a couple of times and now we're realizing it never stopped transmission and we didn't test it properly. And there is this whole thing about young males now with my, uh, myocarditis and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's like, um, how about I'm, I'm going to be the one dissenting vote? But they didn't get one. They did not get one dissenting vote. So what is the Republican platform after things change? And I think that they are about to change, but as I always say, you gotta get out there and vote, give the devil his due, don't think they won't pull something, blah, blah, blah. What is the Republican message? Uh, well, there's also another gubernatorial uh, race in South Carolina uh, that's happening in a couple weeks, and I haven't talked about it much, uh, but here is Republican Nancy Mace responding to and then laying out what her position is of what a Republican administration would look like. So I Every have, woman in this district would like to know why you don't care about our children's safety in schools. I'm a mom of two kids. I understand a that. Working mom to say I don't care about kids that is repulsive children's and disgusting. Children's safety in schools. To Nancy. say that I, you know what is not safe is supporting sex change surgery on kids. That's not safe. Supporting mm -hmm. open Representative borders and defunding Mace, the police. We and will get to that issue patrol, a little bit later. You can use this safe. as your rebuttal. Okay, so that was obviously Mace in the green dress there. And basically you can see her opponent basically being like, you don't want kids to be safe. It's because she actually believes in the second amendment, right? So if you're for guns, somehow you don't want kids to be safe. Uh, it's a nonsensical argument, but that's really all they got at the moment. And then she calmly lays it out, hey, we're gonna have a border. We're not gonna have sex changes for kids. The basic stuff. Again, we have the sanity party and an insanity party. Pick one people, pick one. But you know, all this gender stuff, when she's talking about you wouldn't want sex changes for kids, all of this gender stuff, which has burst forth into almost everywhere, drag shows for kids. As I asked a couple of weeks ago, why don't they have drag shows for actuaries? Why is it that drag shows always have to be for kids? Where are the drag, you guys wanna have a team building workshop with, a, we'll have a drag show, I'll bring in a drag queen. And shouldn't, you know, no, nobody was into that. Wow, <laughs> okay, I tried, I tr you know, I'm trying, I'm trying. Uh, but it was making me think, you know, they keep pushing this, this sex change stuff on kids and they want kids to read about sex and they want teachers to talk about gender and they want teachers to talk, give students, you know, opposite sex names and hide it from the parents, all this really bananas stuff. And then I, I had a tweet yesterday that, that went pretty viral and I want everyone to think about this, work this one through with me. Uh, so this was in response to Chris Rufo. Chris Rufo had said, it's not anti-LGBTQ or a book ban to say that this material is not appropriate for an elementary school classroom. Parents have the right to tell their local schools that they do not want kids exposed to graphic sex materials, whatever the orientation. He was in the further in the thread, what he's talking about there is there's a book that's making its way around a lot of public schools right now where they're literally teaching kids how to have sex, like things like how to give a hand job. I kid you not, this is in public schools. So now flash to my tweet on this. Everyone over 30, think back to your third grade teacher. Now imagine she talked about sex and called you another name while hiding it from your parents. It's so ludicrous you can barely picture it. Though Mrs. Kochenauer did read us Secret Garden and do the voices herself. I love that woman. I love Mrs. Kochenauer. I'm sure she's long gone. She was probably in her 
I thought she was very, I remember thinking she was very old. She was probably in her 60s at the time. She's, she's probably gone. Although when I did tweet that out, someone that I went to high school with reached out to me and said that my fifth grade teacher, Miss Secunda, is 90 something and she's still cooking, still doing well. So Miss Secunda, if you're watching, uh, I love you, lady. Um, but everyone just watching this for just a moment and you guys in this room, picture your third, who is your third grade teacher? Do you remember her name? Mrs. Gentry. Can you picture her talking to you about gender or chopping your genitals off? Can't, you can't picture that. Who's your third grade teacher? McGowan. Mrs. Mrs. McGowan? And was she interested in chopping your genitals off? No. Daphne? Who, you don't remember your third grade teacher? Completely, what about your fourth grade teacher? Can you give me a name of any teacher? Vivaldi? Mrs. Vivaldi. And was she interested in chopping your boobs off? She was not. Okay, you see my point, people, everyone at home, like think about it. That's how far gone this whole thing has got, that we've somehow allowed this to happen. I don't know if I'm just dealing with a bunch of right-wing maniacs here or what, you know. <laughs> yeah, me. Anyway, let's continue. So uh, there are good things happening. And uh, you guys know my feelings on polls. I, I think that they are, they are screwy and I try not to get too obsessed with them. But Quinnipiac, which is pretty solid, Quinnipiac up in New York, they are a pretty solid polling firm. Uh, and here's a tweet from Zach Williams. Quinnipiac has now released a poll. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul who, remember, nobody voted for her. This is a woman who took over after they deposed uh, Andrew Cuomo. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is leading Republican Re Lee Zeldin 50 to 46% ahead of the November 8 election. That's four points. Four points in blue, crazy bananas. I used to live there, had to get the hell out. New York, that is incredible. So Lee Zeldin, a Republican, and this is a moderate. This guy is a sane, decent, like you cannot call him far right. I saw somebody said had a tweet about him. It's like, Lee Zeldin is basically your friend's dad who would pick you up in the, in the car and be like, you kids have your, your, uh, your seatbelts on, let's, let's go get some ice cream. That, that's how he comes off. This is a moderate, this guy. Uh, so he responded to that and said, a new poll just released by Quinnipiac says we are just four points down in the governor's race. We are going to win this race. We must win this race. Get involved today at zeldinfornewyork.com. So who freaking knows people? Like, could it happen? Everything is up in the air right now. Everything is for grabs. And we, the people, have a chance. If you're watching this in New York, you go, you knock on your neighbor's door and you say, are you going to vote for Kathy Hochul, and if they say yes, you say, what's wrong with you? And then you say, here's the reasons you can't vote for this woman who demanded that people who don't think like her leave the state and who wants to tax you endlessly and who's embroiled in a bunch of scandals where people that she knows and work with got all sorts of government contracts, sometimes for about 500 million bucks. She's not a good person. And the eyebrows are nuts. I mean, she's heading into Pelosi eyebrow land and that's not good. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Uh, the other big race, of course, uh, in the Senate is in Pennsylvania, and uh, we've covered a bit about John Fetterman, or as he calls himself, John Fetterwoman, uh, who's having trouble speaking. He wants to release all the criminals. He wants eight-month abortions. I mean, the guy only wears hoodies. I mean, it's like, come on, man. You know, it's going to kill you. Go to freaking H&M. You can get a jacket for, you know, 25 bucks. 
Uh, anyway, there is a winning message for Republicans and his opponent, Dr. Oz. Again, no one in their right mind is like, Dr. Oz is a far right racist Republican. Dr. Oz, who Oprah used to love. I don't know that Oprah's you know, call, calling him these days. Uh, I met Dr. Oz a couple weeks ago at an event. Totally nice guy. Like he knew that I toured with Jordan Peterson. We chatted for a bit. Like just, you may not agree with him on everything. And, and he may not be as, as conservative as you want him to be, but it's like, this is a lot better than Fetterman. Well, here's, the, here's a winning message by Dr. Oz. Pennsylvania has become ground zero for fentanyl deaths. We're number three in the nation. Wow. We have the largest open air drug market in Philadelphia. You go for blocks and blocks and only see addicts with needles sticking out of their bodies. And we're farming homelessness. Literally, Democratic policies have resulted in something that's shameful. They won't go there. I go there because I want to show that Republicans care about everybody. And I think our party has a big enough tent, and we love people wherever they are in their journey, that we can help people in addiction. And that's where we're going to win. Like, it ain't rocket science. We would prefer that there not be endless drug deaths and homelessness and carnage on the streets. There's plenty of video, we could have showed you. Uh, there is plenty of video. There are, there are literally, he's not making it up, block after block after block in Philadelphia that look like Mogadishu uh, on a good day. Like it is, it is just an absolute disastrous mess of uh, almost like the walking dead of zombie people wandering around because they are all hopped up on drugs. And it is because, it is simply because of Democrat policies. Uh, before we get to the final video here, if you're watching on Locals right now and you're in the chat, I want the names of more third grade teachers. There's something about third grade teachers' names that sound just like third grade teacher names. Just, just give me some names of third grade teachers. I'll read some off at the end. And you can also let us know if they wanted to chop your nuts off, but I just want the names, really. Uh, anyway, so what do we do about all this? How do we get beyond all this? Well, let's go back to the past so that we can get back to the future. And uh, there was a guy, Martin Luther King Jr., who uh, wanted unity. He wanted a wide tent. He wanted Americans to care about freedom and fight for it honestly and earnestly. I think we can get back to that. When we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, Just works. Doesn't matter how many times you see it, it just works. All right, a couple comments from the Ruben Report Locals community. I want some third grade teacher names. Uh, E.K. says, is she going to advocate for killing our existing kids next since they cost so much in diapers and baby food? That is the next logical conclusion of the sort of death cult mentality of the Democrats. It sounds crazy, but actually they do talk about post-birth abortions. Of course, you're talking about Stacey Abrams there, which is, you know, just abort, abort. You, you want some stuff. You know, everybody wants to go to the mall with a little extra cash, you know, go to Orange Julius. Do they still have Orange Julius? I feel like you're, uh, you like those pretzels. You like those buttery pretzels. Uh, Aunt Annie's. Yeah, you definitely like those. Um, <laughs> um, yes, would they, right. If you're like strapped for cash, why not get rid of your kids? Why not? Yeah, I don't know if you have to kill them, but why not just drive them to uh, the local bus stop and just be like, you know, not that interested. Uh, sorry, I, I want new shoes. Manolo Blahniks. That's the type of shoe. Uh, Jimmy Choo. Uh, Talway says the Democrats can't say they will accept the results early because they can't whine and cry about having the election stolen if they if they lose. That's exactly right. Like that's the point. 
And, and that's also the scary point. And trust me, if the Republicans win the House and win the Senate and get a bunch of these gubernatorial races, we are going to have two endless years leading into the presidential election of questioning election results and all the stuff that we're banned and not allowed to say now, we will all be allowed to say it or they'll be allowed to say it. Matthew says, can Dave be press secretary? I get this question a lot. Would I be press secretary? Look, if DeSantis jumps in and there is a functioning administration, well, first off, he's got Christina Pushaw, who is just so spectacular. I've had her on the show. If you haven't seen it, she joined me at the event we did, a live event in Miami. Uh, She's just so wonderful that I don't think they need me. But I think there could be, I don't know, maybe a little some use, or Trump maybe, little some use to have me around and making fun of the media and just throwing it back in these people's faces and stuff. All right, we got a couple names of third grade teachers. Mrs. Medina, Mrs. Vanderworth, Mrs. Granowitz, Mrs. Yoder. Oh, I like that one. Mrs. Sloan, Mrs. Robertson, Mrs. Caputo, Mrs. Abrams. You see, they all sound like third grade teachers' names. Mrs. Abrams, I have to go to the bathroom. Which, which bathroom do you want to go to, Johnny? You're a boy, but I'd like you to go to the third grade bathroom. It, uh, the, the third grade, the girls' bathroom. It's all so stupid. We all know it's stupid. And if we just accept that it's stupid and we get rid of these people, we'll have everything we once had and there shall be peace. If you are not subscribed on YouTube or Rumble, it's youtube.com slash rubenreport, rumble.com slash rubenreport, and uh, join us so you can play along and tell us your teacher's names at rubenreport.locals.com. Part two of my interview with Mayor Francis Suarez right here in Miami. We taped it live in Wynwood at our local studio. Is up right now. The full thing's up ad-free over at Locals. And we leave you with, hopefully, uh, we're getting to the end of them, so we leave you with the squad. Once upon a time, there were three little girls who went to Congress. And each promised to fight the establishment. But I took them away from all that, and now they work for me. My name is Nancy. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that?
Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.